Good afternoon, beautiful people. Uh, welcome to the podcast project. Well, formerly known as the podcast project. In brackets. In brackets. I'm doing the two finger. Air quotes. Air quotes. Um, next week, hopefully it'll be something else. At the rate I release these episodes in about three months time, this will be something else. Uh, I'm Craig Harriman. I'm sat here with my buddy Simon Jones. We've got two uh, beautiful cups of coffee um, brought back by my coffee supplier, Matt Hodges. From I think it's a called a place called Roots. I think it was Roots. Roots. It might be Roots. Um, in Thailand. Ah. Uh, but I think it's quite a popular roastery in Thailand. So drinking exotic flavors. Simon, how do you rate this coffee? I think yum, it's very smooth. Um, it's quite light. Mm. Even in color as well. Not just yeah, it's like almost like a tea. It looks yeah. like a tea thing. No, but it's, it's very smooth. It's kind of like a very easy to drink, put it that way. No, but I was gonna say I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'll bring back some uh, coffee from I'm going to Dublin this weekend, so I'll bring you back some uh, Irish coffee. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's, it's a really good roastery up in in, in uh, Dublin. So infused with potatoes and uh, Guinness. Mm. <laughs> Strong shout. Yeah. <laughs> um, so me and we haven't had a chance to sit down and kick it for a while, have we? We've uh, we've been on a bit of a podcast hiatus and had a couple of the people in. Um, but it's been a while since we've sat down and, and shot the shit. So what's been going on with you, man? What's new? Uh, I was in the UK for a little bit. I had to deal with some family stuff over there. Um, and then just kind of like slowly kind of getting back into things uh, in Dubai. And it's been really cool. Uh, I've been loving coaching uh, a bit more regularly. And uh, Craig was nice enough to let me coach a few days uh, during the week. So that's been a lot of fun. Dude, we have been loving it more than you've been enjoying it, I promise. Well, I think that's debatable. No, it's been cool just to just get get in like face value, helping people again. And it's like nice to see into day to day stuff in the gym. Obviously, you coach at a very high level, like so. You teach this for you teach people how to coach for a living, and then so when you get put in the environment of you are now co- teaching people or coaching people, how does that? How much of what you do on the daily, a uh, weekly basis when you deliver seminars, do you use as like your coaching style or do you have your coaching style which is separate from what you teach which is a bit more simony or are you very like just find yourself being by the book how i teach is how i teach no, you it, like teach. i'm very like you know when i'm coaching classes when i'm, when I'm teaching stuff, i have like a framework of like how i think i want the class to go like warm-ups and all that sort of stuff and then it's like literally just like a go switch it's like a i'm in a, in a flow state or something else like you know i'll check my time to make sure I'm, i am where i need to be seminar or classes but if you ask me exactly what I did in a particular situation, I like sometimes I just won't remember. Like it's like, oh, you said this thing, and I'm like, don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, do it work. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Stick with that. I'm, I'm very because for me it's like an outlet. It's just like it's it's like a release. I, I'm having fun as much as you know, inflicting some awesomeness on other people, and it's just that I find it very rewarding to see people like I can see something like click in class. Uh, and then like what well, movement gets better or they're able to push an extra few reps when they couldn't before and how that transitions into, I guess, seminars is like, okay, how, like I want them to take that, that away. Like, Hey, you know, going into a class and then really investing in the people in the class, um, goes a long way versus just like, you know, I, I don't like scripts because like, I've never been that type of person. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been really cool because I haven't really coached regularly in a little while. Um, so it's been a lot of fun and like if, you know I was I think honestly you know, I, was like, I felt like kind of weird because I hadn't done it in so long mm-hmm. like, well, my timelines were a little off and um, but a lot of it was just before it was like an automatic I had a feel of what an hour felt like now I'm just like I'll do all these things and I'm like 
oh, oh, I've got it. I've got over here. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Put, cut that next bout. We're not going to do any stretching. Yeah, exactly. Gonna do it. Uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been uh, like I said, it's been very rewarding and it has always been like an outlet for me. So it's it's always a lot of fun. And especially being in, in, in basis, like you got a fucking awesome crew. So I love hanging out, just shooting the shit with the guys during yeah. the class. It was a lot of fun. Well, no, it's really, really good having you around. And people, the members in the class loved it. So we're happy that you're going to be around more often and hopefully yeah. get, get even more classes as, as we can create. I'll definitely give up some of my classes so you can do <laughs> <laughs> um, And then for me, as well is seeing just like I've known you and your coaching for years and then I haven't seen you coach for so long because usually if you're in you're alleviating me and giving me a break so you're covering classes for us and helping us out mm-hmm. so hopefully now I'll get more opportunity to see you coach and learn from you because we get into habits and routines of like yeah. teaching four or five classes a day five days a week is you have your format and this structure you do it so many times that you think okay this is how a class runs so to have some fresh blood come in and just see how you do even I was I got like a couple of minutes where I just saw you, how you were changing people's form and stuff. I was just like, oh man, that's how you should do that. So we're, I'm really excited to have you around a bit more as well, and I'm sure the members will be too. Um, the, just to stay on this subject for a little bit while longer, because I just had a thought, is mm-hmm. what, and be very honest, and yeah. I know you will be, is we're quite, uh, our programs are quite voluminous, and we've had conversations about this, and we've got uh, almost, not like, well, we have to fit everything into a session, and do loads of shit, and you have to do everything. We, we try and keep it minimalist. We, I like to think we do, but we do have quite voluminous programs, especially yeah. like our CrossFit program has one, two, three, move, four moving pieces to it sometimes, and obviously you had a lot of exposure to CrossFit around the world. Yeah. Is What do you think makes a great CrossFit program, from a coaching point of view? From a coaching point, I think having like in like really simple terms like hey what is, having one focus piece like hey like the wad is the wad um and then either having pieces that build up to it or accessory pieces so um and like we talked about this last week like you know we were i was looking at the class when i can you know, seeing the structure of it and then like uh, and i said like like i think if you just kind of just put the main workout piece and nothing else um, your newer coaches, your coach, you're like, well, what else do we do? What do we do for 45 and then, minutes? And then your members are just like, they're in the same boat. Yeah. It's like, because well, they don't really know what's going through your head. But most probably, if you plan out your class the way you want to do it, all those implements would be in there anyway. Yeah. So it's just a way to for your members to kind of look at it and go, oh, okay, this is all the stuff we're doing. And then, like, your coaches that have some sort of prep onto what you can do. Um, like, now, a lot of that for me is like, I'm getting used to that framework having quite a few different things on and, you know, in essence, like which one's the most important? Yeah. Like, what's the, you know, what in, like, in Craig's brain, like what is the purpose of this and the intent of that? Uh, and then I'm like, okay, like, and it's a lot of it's just building up to, hey, now we're going to kick ourselves in the teeth a little bit in this little finisher or like, hey, we just had a strength beat today. Here's this accessory work for quality. And I, like, I've seen these like these nice waves going through it. It's been really cool to see because I think that's done well. And then, um, you know, like I'm, uh, I'm good friends with uh, Joe, who's a head coach at Sands, and uh, he does something similar. Like he's incorporated, um, like he took over the programming. His and initially, when he came in, the programming was very volume heavy. Okay. People were just like getting beat up, and then he's like, all right, cool. So he has these focus pieces. He goes through similar waves to you, and then you have these like these I was accessory EMOMs at the beginning, or these little core finishes at the end. And it just to, it makes it look like he's throwing more in, but he's just like, hey, these are just little building blocks. Yeah, that, for maybe something in down the line. Exactly, you kind of just 
giving the illusion that, hey, we've got a lot to get through, but it's actually just kind of warm-up or prep or accessory or practice stuff for what's yeah. about to happen. So, um, and you and Joe obviously seminar staff as well, so I guess a lot of that, that's maybe why you have similar views on that. Yeah. Do you think it's changed a lot since, um, I remember classic, if you talk about dot-com programming or like box programming, way, way back, like 10 years ago, it used to be like, the five by five back squat was the only thing we're doing. So you do like uh, you practice the movement, teach the movement, um, go through any sort of accessory and prep work for that. And the only piece of work you're doing is five by five, or like just Fran, for example, it's a two to four minute workout, and you're going to spend obviously the shorter the workout, the harder you're going to go, the more warm up you need. So you do the twenty minutes of warming up, a bunch of movement prep, movement specific stuff, strategy, and and that whole class is you're only doing two to four minutes of work, and it would be a hard class. Do you feel now that's changed so much you'd never see that? Like I see people um, now doing like open workouts and then going and do lifting and stuff after that. I'm like, man, where's is is this CrossFit, the perception of CrossFit's changed over the years? People have got used to the volume, so that's not enough, and they need more because they've done more volume till this yeah. point, so they need a different adaptation. I think I think one, it's interpretation for sure. Um, now I think like uh, like I'm still a believer, like hey, doing that core thing. But like now, with you've seen other programs sort of come out and like more like like the functional bodybuilding stuff. You've got like a lot of like this like priming stuff coming in. Um, and but like you know the idea, the framework's still the same. They're gonna come in, they're gonna have fun for an hour. But like out of everything here, what's the most important piece? And then after that, it's like you know if it's a back squat, there has to be some sort of build up time. You got to be some sort of uh, get them into those range of motion time. There's got to be some. Um, you know, we have a bit more time to warm them up, especially on shorter workouts as a sprint. That means like almost a warm up is kind of like they are going to get quite hot and quite sweaty. So yeah. and just to get the movement. So by the time they hit the workout, like all the movements feels quite comfortable. So I mean, I'm not sure if I'm completely answering your question, but it's just the whole idea is I think the idea is still the same. It's just people are getting, I want to say like smarter, but they're getting a lot more creative in how to hit that. And it's like, okay, well, if I need to, get these guys ready for a five by five back squat and it's like this is a a, a a like potential pr day it's like how do you get them ready for that mm -hmm. like they have they have to be fucking like ready to fight going in there yeah because then if, if it's like for example five by or build up to a heavy five back squat you've got x amount of working sets you're gonna have a lot of building up sets especially if you want people to push the weight so spending that time doesn't need to be rushed whereas now if you've got a session that's built to a five and you're going to do something else afterwards, and then you've got accessory work. How much time have you? How prepared you're going to be for that five versus how much better could that have gone if that was your sole focus? Of the exactly. Day? I mean, like think about it this way: like you know, you move, you and you shift quite a bit of weight. If you're trying to hit a five rep max for today, or as close as you can, like from if we started a class at five o'clock and you start with an empty barbell, how long would it even get you to your first? Well, I'm a very bad example because I'll just go coach's warm up. No, not even. Okay. Like, I'll be, I'll be like empty, just empty bar, one thirty-five, two twenty-five, three fifteen. Just put all the forty-five. You're almost thirty. So that's going to change. You know. Um, no, yeah, it has changed. I actually try and warm up now. I feel, but then like the same point is, I used to be the same. Like I'm now, and I'm not old. I'm not. No, I'm getting old. I'm not uh -huh. trying to say that, but um, I definitely do feel better now when I've warmed up for longer. Whereas before, I could like, yeah, we could jump straight into this now and just hit it, no problem. Um, and I still do that occasionally, but I understand it's going to be at a lower intensity. But gone are the days where it's going to be like, oh, we're going to go nuts on this front. I can have a five-minute warm-up. Yeah. Uh, 
particularly things with like snatching or lifting heavy, like I spent 45 minutes warming up before I touched a bar for a max snatch session a couple of weeks ago. Whereas, can you imagine me doing that like five years ago? Never, I'm like, cool, we're just going to start lifting and get warm on the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely think some of that transition has been lost and it's something that I want to bring back, yeah. uh, particularly with the programming in here, as the importance of warm-up. Uh, with our performance guys, they have two warm-ups and they'll do a class warm-up and often we'll give them pre-class one. Right? Yeah, oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah we, we post on Waterfy and say this is the Waterfy warm-up, so do this as like a, a general mobility and movement prep stuff. Then the coach will take you through something specific to the workout, and I call it unlocking potential because that's what warming is. Warming up is. the slogan in my old gym. Right. Uh, DNA. <laughs> and we just build up the, um, the, the warmer you get, the higher the chance of being successful on what you're trying to do is it's the same with Fran. If you warm up for 10 minutes, how good will your Fran be versus if you warm up for 15, 20 minutes and you've got better range of motion, you're not, you've got less movement uh, efficiency restrictions and your energy system's primed and ready to explode versus I'm just a little bit sweaty, still a bit tight in my front rack. Well, that'll, that'll come after the first set of 21 um, and just kind of blast through it. So that's something that I've become more of and want to try and bring into our guys, especially the ones that are more competitive yeah. and they need expect it. more volume. Yeah, they, A, they need it, but they expect and trying to get them to understand that you can do one or two pieces a day and still get better. You don't have to do three, four, five pieces plus extra credit, plus accessory, plus this stuff. So I was like, I won't notice that with some of you guys. Like they've actually, like, you know, Asha's getting out, she's doing less and she's still doing fucking really good. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, a lot of it, it's sometimes it's if they're chasing someone or if they got like their training crew and they're trying to, you know, stay ahead of the pack. And, you know, the, the most common thing to do, the easy thing to do is to add more. But just yeah. like, hey, how about like just like do less in a sense of volume, but go harder in your session. For sure. Whatever the focus is from your end, from a coach's point, like, hey, I really want you to push your paces in your 400, 400s here instead of like, you know, whatever, 130, I want you to hit like a, a 120 every single split. And then going into your your pull-ups, I want you to have like minimal breaks. And if, if you're going to jump off the bar, you should be back home in five seconds. And yeah. When you grab onto that bar, like uh, every set we do, if it's going to be a set of cleans, like, hey, it's no set should be less than five and it should be anywhere between five percent every time. But no, you know, and just like you're having this game plan going in and then like, and then you're giving them this, this framework to go, okay, this is how hard we're going today. And you know, you, you've talked about it loads. You got these like waves of intensity and uh, like from when it's like, you know, it's quite simple stuff. You can push people super hard because this, uh, you know, from what Julian would say for strong fit, like the, the, there's not much skill involved, which means we can push the intensity hard. Yeah. But then on days when you, you know, you, you, there are lower intensity days, Hey, what do I notice? Like, Hey, there's more skills involved. There's more like handstand work. There's more, Hey, we're going to do muscle up transitions. We're doing maybe weighted pull up. So you're just taking, a different stimulus to increase the the skill side of it to make sure that not people are just going to constantly just keep pushing themselves in the face. Yeah, the other the other one is yeah, kicking themselves in the face. The other one is uh, is making Olympic weightlifting uh, complexes more technically challenging so they can't go heavy. If you say, "Oh, do a hang power snatch," people stack weight. You go, oh, you're going to do a hang power snatch, but you're going to hold the bottom for three seconds. Yeah. Plus a snatch balance is yeah. going to drop half the weight off them. So we're still getting some skill stimulus on days, and I do that all the time, yeah. is when guys see it, it's like, oh, it's snatch, but you like to build up. So they get the impression that they're allowed to go heavy, yeah. but they're going to be limited because it's going to be a pull before it, and an overhead squat afterwards, and you're going to pause at some point during the lift just to restrict the movement without making it uh, without making it too complex. Yeah. Um, and then 
just pulling back to something I thought before, as you were saying that then, is uh, the intensity stimulus of a workout being discussed or prescribed before the workout. So if you've got, so we've got, yeah. um, I like to, I've roughly. You do this two ways where you are. Go on. You do this with your little video newsletter. Yeah. Through the groups. And like, and there's one specific for the gym and one for your performance. Yeah. And then, and then you do this, a really good brief. Well, that's something I stole from you. And I like, I watch your intros in a class, especially your performance guys. Like, this is why I expect from you guys. And like, you know, and you do, you know, you're a great leader in a sense. Like you really, you know, this is what I program. This is what I'm doing. This is how it felt. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then it's like, if you don't, you're going to find this either you didn't, work hard enough or you're going to shoot yourself in the front of the first round and die. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and, like, and you have a really good way of just like being quite blunt with people and, and like just please do what I ask you to do. Don't do any more. Don't do any less. Yeah. Put it on the floor here. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that I'm very big on is I do the same program that I make my guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, front sweet preach for sure. And then using the experience, hopefully I hit it earlier in the day. So can use that as an example. It's just like, hey, and I get this wrong all the time. People give me shit for it. And I also like to prove them wrong as well. Is program something that on paper looks too hard and people are like, this is never going to be doable. As I said, I'll fucking show you that's doable and I'll kill myself to finish it. But that's besides the point. Um, is having a, a, a plan going into intensity. So letting guys know. Uh, so uh, we're going to do this part A, but part B is what I really want you to focus on. So just use these as build-up sets to get to part B and this is where the work happens or going into a harder piece of work, uh, we're, we're gonna, um, your target is to get this amount of rounds, laying down an expectation. Uh, and we've had that written to programming before, is like the aim is to do X amount of rounds plus. Uh, and, and something else that I've tried to introduce lately is, uh, is this, we kind of, I've subliminally used this term a lot with the guys so they start to understand it, is having three gears or three, three speeds and you've got, kind of race pace, which is what you'd expect to do during an open workout or in a competition, the the speed that allows you to get the best result on the workout, which isn't always the aim in training. If training, sometimes you want to go uh, unbroken sets to get the volume in versus an open workout, you might do singles because you're going to get a better score. In training, it's not always about getting the best score. But uh, uh, a competition has been a race day speed, which is a high intensity, but with the aim of being smart, being methodical in your movement, and not just throwing yourself off the cliff. So this is kind of race day. Then we've got red line, which is where we're trying to develop intensity, develop threshold. And these are very simple things like you mentioned before, low skill, high output movements like running, assault bikes, sled pushes, burpees, simple movements which you can push the pace really hard on. And we try and dip into these once, twice a week maximum, but then spend a bunch of time at below race pace, which is like 85% intensity less. And this mostly applies to weightlifting stuff just to promote success. I feel like if you're... Keeps people safe. Exactly. Keeps people safe, keeps people injury-free. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just promotes success. If you're hitting multiple successful lifts at 85% versus going up to 100% frequently and missing reps all the time, you're practicing missing reps. More often than you're making them, you're not going to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so having these three levels, it's like race pace, which is quite hard, red line, which is go for it, and then uh, steady, which is just less than race pace, which is where you want to spend the majority of your time yeah. to, to last longer. I find a lot of people spend too much time in race pace and trying to go hard all the time and end up blowing out, um, getting injured, or even even like plateauing because you don't adjust the levels of intensity. I'm not talking about huge undulating uh, periods where we're on, off, on, off, a massive deloads, but you can't 
flat out everything all the time and expect to be able to maintain that or expect to progress. If you're working at one speed the whole time, you get better at that one speed. There's no room for development there. Yeah. You're just going to get good at doing that. And that's why you see workouts all different times. Like you're going to see workouts, um, like you do some really cool ones. You say it's like these three minute intervals, four or five minute intervals. And then you'll see workouts like the one you just told me earlier on, like, like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Like, like, the wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and it's just like these, like, you know, when workouts are like short and, you know, you have this, this emphasis like to go really hard. And then when you have these longer ones, I'm like, yeah, try, try and maintain that same pace you did in a three minute workout. It's impossible. Like you'll have a heart attack at some point. Yeah, exactly. But so like, you know, so there's the obvious signs of it, but then with the briefing side of it is also a really important thing. Like this is what I want you guys to do. Making them understand what you want. Yeah. And then something I really do on like, the, you know, the, the next phase as people are building up to it, especially if it's more like, a weighted movement and they're quite cocky and Laura they're like oh, yeah, I'm going to do this weight or I'm going to I'm going to do these things RX like I'm going to do chest bar pull-ups I mean, you don't need two in a row what was the point <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and I'm like and then I just make out hey like prove it I'm like if you can if you can touch and go to this barbell three times whatever the movement is I'll let you do it yeah if you can't scale it yeah and then you just see you'll you do you know whatever like a heavy deadlift and like singles I'm like cool cool later same thing on pull-ups like oh you know like there's 15 every round. If you need to break these chest bar pull-ups, like three times is a max to let you do on the first round twice. Yeah. Um, if you're okay, if you're comfortable, you should be able to at least do one round of broken. Yeah. And if they try to do two and drop down, cool, you need to scale it. And it's kind of almost yeah. like set, like, here's my minimum requirement if you even attempt this RX. If you can't do it, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. You just can't do it today. Not, I don't care what you are six months from now. Exactly. What can you do today to get the best result for you to progress long-term? Yeah, definitely. And I think as well is having those, we use this as a training tool, is having those kind of like parts of the workout. So the, the whole workout is, let's say, let's use your example there, 15 chest of bar pull-ups, uh, 200-meter run, and five deadlifts, though, for example. That wouldn't be great programming, but just as an example, is having a primary objective as well as a, a secondary objective as well as primary objective. So the primary objective would be that workout would be to complete the workout in, let's say, I'm going to put a 10-minute time cap on it, so to complete the five rounds before 10 minutes, primary objective. Mm -hmm. Secondary objective, like you said, to say, okay, your aim is to do all the pull-ups in no less than three sets mm -hmm. to keep the deadlifts unbroken for maybe all three of the two rounds, but then giving them an incentive as well is like, I encourage people to do this, is try and overtake one person each round or try and try and not do this or try and da-da-da. A, to create a bit of a training stimulus, but B, to yeah. get something out of the workout. Yeah, so you're gamifying it in a way. Like gamifying it, exactly. So, for example, the primary goal of that workout or the primary result of that workout is going to be you get fitter, get stronger, develop fitness. So you can take something more than that away from that workout, learn something about yourself, about how long can you hold on to the pull-up bar. I can do my, can I aim to do all sets of 15 pull-ups unbroken? I only got three sets, so I learned that I probably need to get better at pacing my pull-ups a little bit. So next time I'm going to do two sets the whole way through. And having secondary objectives to work out makes it a little bit more fun. And I feel like you can take a little bit more away from it rather than just being like, and that way, if you have got a class that is just Fran, for example, primary primary objective, PR my Fran. Mm -hmm. Secondary objective, do the 21 and the nine unbroken and break on the 15 is having a plan going through the workout to increase, monitor the intensity. A but then you have, you know, like, I know you have several classes, but like, you know, but even in your performance class, there's a sliding scale of ability and then every class you have that. So like by having those expectations, like you're giving options on how to scale things. And even when you have like your, you know, we'll call, we'll call your big dogs, your big dog, like, Hey, like, yeah, I can do this RX and this, 
Uh, and then it's kind of like, and then you're giving them goals. And at the sense, what happens is they, everyone feels like they get coached versus what tends to happen. You end up scaling these guys. You don't tell these guys anything to do. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, well, what do I do? on it? And they just kind of like half-ass things. And then that's when you see them in the gym for the next two hours after. It's going, yeah. Well, no, no, no. yeah, I'm going to go do I'm gonna bench go press. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go on some squat cycle. Or like, <laughs> 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 blow my knees up. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that was a, a rabbit hole. We weren't going to talk about programming at all, but we just did it for 25 minutes. Oh, I love it. But this is time we can talk about all day. I love it. Let's, uh, let's close out with uh, 19.2. Okay. Um, just because I can tie this back in and give a very good example of intensity and pacing because that was yeah. kind of on topic is, so I'm very happy with my score. Uh, being a bigger guy, I suck at toaster bar. Um, yep. Double unders as a skill aren't too bad and love cleans. Like every time heavy cleans come up, I'm like, yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, yeah. So I did the first uh, first attempt on a Friday. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a two and done type of guy. Uh, Friday, only beat my 2016 score by four reps. The funny thing is in 2016, I had 24 seconds on the 225 bar and got three reps out in, two, in 24 seconds. I was like, oh, amazing. If I can get to there with like even like a minute, then I'm going to crush this. Yeah. Got there with a minute and a half and only got four more reps. I was like, what the <laughs> So redid it uh, and... I finished the two two fives and got through all the toaster bar and the double unders on the the next round. So it's a significant increase. Talking about nearly eighty reps improvement on the yeah. thing because all that free money. And the and the major difference is, and I put out a lot of material to our guys throughout the week about if you're gonna redo, make sure you have a different strategy. Don't just do the same workout and try and go harder because it's gonna end up in the same way. And a lot of people that did that, they just did the same plan, got one or two more reps, which is great for the scoreboard, but it doesn't really change much. Whereas uh, the first time I did it, I did my first set of toaster, but bearing in mind I'm a 102 kilo guy and I weigh, I'm six foot and I weigh 102 kilos. Toaster bar, not amazing. Um, I did the first set of toaster bar in 45 seconds. The second time I did the workout, I did it in a minute 20. Just so I slowed the fuck down and just had this plan. The secondary goal was like five toes for every 15 seconds, um, one clean every six seconds on the second bar, one every eight seconds. Had this strategy, and it a watching the clock and I got to do a clean every eight seconds. It was kind of annoying, but it kept me distracted. I'm like, I'm feeling pretty fucked, but I've got to do a clean in three seconds. Two, one, okay, hit a clean. Okay, we can recover from that in eight seconds. And just had this, like, I've been doing CrossFit for like 10 years more that's crazy to think about what we're doing about this long right? dude i was thinking about the other day it's nuts and i still don't know how to pace workouts for myself like obviously i do i could write a prescription Man, you're, you're way better than me i'm like a one round wonder i'll kill myself in the first round and so well, i'm the same is i and I, I tell all of the athletes i tell them like don't start the workout too hard uh have a plan going into it stick to this three to one go i'll just see red and just race and i win the first round every time the same um, so after 10 years I finally realized that if I stick to a plan have a better strategy I'd probably get more work done yeah. that was fun uh, how'd you go? Uh, I didn't do better than my 16.2 score uh, but I, I mean not really but I haven't really trained much since I was in the UK um, and you've had some pretty serious knee problems between 16 and, and 2019 well, so they were still there I was just stupid and just kept going <laughs> so, hey, but Rich Froning yeah. won 19.2 Beat his 16.2 by like a minute and a half or something it's ridiculous insane. like it's that. Like and he had a knee injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like for me, I would. Simon Froning Jr. Yeah, I wish. Um, no, basically with that. So I was playing smart. I'll just go. And then uh, like I was, I broke my toes bar in like 
the first round is like seven and then sixes. Uh, and then, and then second round, I started sevens and went to fives. And then I had like, I did like seven singles at the end. Um, and I had like what, 15 seconds and, hit uh-huh. and I, I got two cleans, 185. Um, so I did like eight reps less than I did last time. But last time it was like, I had no choice but to do the first part really quickly. Yeah. Cause I had the four minute window thing, right? So I had like four minutes and somehow I, I got more. So I think, you know, if, if I did it again, uh, I think I would, yeah, I would have done more, so I would have had a better feel for it. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I haven't cleaned or even squatted anything around 185 in months. So, yeah, I think one and done if you're not taking it super seriously. Yeah, like, it's fine. I'll, I'll be, like, I'll be, like, the the one beforehand, I was a lot from the walls and rowing. So, it'd be cool to see what comes up. And um, Okay, what do you think is going to come up? I'm saying bar muscle ups and dumbbell snatches. Okay. Sure. I can, I'm less than like, eight minutes. So, they always have that. Okay, this, this is the. They had this one, you're like, if you survive this, you get to the next bit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's done. But then the other side of it now, I was thinking, I've been wanting to see them do this pull-up, chest-to-bar, bar muscle-up. So like, uh-huh. if you do a sequence of pull-ups, cool. You pass, sequence of chest-to-bar, sequence of yeah. bar muscle up. So that would be the thing. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm waiting to see some dumbbell stuff. I think, like, dumbbell snatch or uh, dumbbell, uh, the, that clean and jerk thing was pretty cool last year. Um, so that would be quite fun to see. Um yeah, like so. Those are the movements. I think I'm waiting to see some sort of handstand push-ups this week or next. Well, we're done. We're done. I hope next week, just because then my my reign at the top of the the gym leaderboard will survive another week. He's got, he's second, got, he's that got comes two up. wins. He's got two wins. I'm eighth in the gym. I'm actually surprised. To be honest. <laughs> I just got, I gotta know. I gotta beat Dan. That's it. Like I'm not letting you beat me. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's wrap up there. Simon, that was fun. Yeah, man. I said to be back. Dive down a, a rabbit hole talking about programming there, which was my favorite thing to talk about. So thanks that, brother. Yeah, man. That was a high five. Have a great week and we'll see you soon. See ya.